up, Cool Save Chicks? It's your girl, Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. All right, guys, what's up? I'm excited about today's episode because I don't want to say that this is like vexing me because it's not that deep. But it is something that I have noticed that we tend to do as Christians. And that is taking things that are kind of like hip or trendy and trying to make them churchy. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that brought this to mind for me is like, you know how everybody be like, oh, hot girl summer, hot girl summer, hot girl summer. For whatever reason, lately, I've been seeing people remix that and they've been like, you know, heal girl summer, blessed girl summer obedient girl summer holy girl holy girl summer um married mom summer um what i'm making stuff up no but i have seen something similar like it's just be like you know hot you know oh hot mom summer you know to be like hot mom summer or something i mean yeah like that. but at least yeah. that one's in the same bank yeah i guess my question at home is- summer Okay. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Outside of the get some sleep, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I might be the last two that Lauren just said because the right. way that outside is set up, it's Listen. giving five hundred dollars a day emission fee. Inflation, somebody. Inflation, really somebody. But I mean, how do y'all feel about that? Like, do y'all feel like it's almost giving? You know, like how we made church music more exciting for people in the church like is it like that or does that bother y'all like how do y'all feel about it um okay. I, was gonna, I was gonna say lauren because you say churchy people i was like maybe lauren feels like this is a good thing <laughs> you say you don't have no, no, i find it entertaining i don't have an issue with it i think churchy people have to find their their avenues and how they make churchy relatable to them Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so a lot of times that is converting mainstream culture into churchy culture. So I love it um, for certain things. It just doesn't roll off your tongue. I think that's the issue, right? When you mm-hmm. say, I'm a blessed girl summer, you'd be like, what? You know, hot girl summer is just like, it's short, sweet. You kind of understand what it is. Yeah. Blessed, that's too many syllables, you know? So blessed <laughs> is one syllable. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying is, is to, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> what no. you say it's not grammatically correct. Oh no, know. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like it just doesn't roll off your tongue. I know what you mean. I know. You know, it just doesn't roll off. You know, hot girl is a short, it's three, three, three letters. Hot, you know. So hot girl, I mean girl is more than three letters. But I'm saying like it just doesn't naturally roll off your tongue. So it's yeah. not something that, you know. And blessed that. is two syllables. Blessed. You know what? <laughs> Ed. Blessed is but that's okay. for you. <laughs> blessed (laughs) but i'm just saying like it just doesn't roll off but i love it i don't i don't find an issue with it because i know that a lot of times behind them calling themselves a black well let me just put it like this the christians that i'm around behind them calling themselves a blessed girl summer behind them saying worthy girl summer whatever summer they're choosing to have the girls that I'm around, it's going to be something comedic that comes immediately after that. Mm-hmm. So I can receive yeah. all of it, you know, because even if the initial joke ain't a hit, give me five minutes. My friends, they're going to they gonna come with the, you know, I'm going to understand exactly what they're saying. So I don't want to knock it. You know, I love yeah, it. I agree. I can see that. What were you about to say, Ayana? I think it's cheesy. <laughs> uh, mainly because like 
I just well, because I completely understand and agree with what Lauren's saying, but I feel like some of the people that I've seen like make those memes and stuff like that, they have this long, uh, deep um caption to go along with the meme. And it's like, you know, um, like I've seen when Hot Girl Summer, the phrase came out, people made it like, especially people who were Christians made it with, it was like, it was this bad thing for people to say Hot Girl Summer. And mm-hmm. I know Hot Girl Summer is associated with Meg Thee Stallion and her different antics and her having a fun summer with her friends. And they but said I'm, she, she worshiped demons too. They have been saying that about Meg Thee Stallion. They said it about every. Yeah, it's, yeah, I ain't heard that. But who you know. said that? Yeah, I ain't heard <laughs> that either. It was on the internet. It was on the yeah. internet. <laughs> but like, I just feel like it. To me, if I say I'm having a hot girl summer, it's my interpretation of hot girl. It might be medium, but it's going to be a hot girl Ooh. summer. You know, like, it, I, so I just feel like changing the phrase to like a blessed girl summer or whatever. Like, I feel like hot girl means anything that you want it to mean underneath that. Mm. So you don't have to change it to blessed girl, sanctified girl summer, such and such, you know, all of that. I'm just like, why would I do that? You know, it's sometimes it comes off a little extra depending on the how the context of it for yeah. some people because i feel like some people churchify stuff a little bit too much um versus just making it lighthearted that's why you know with with um lauren and churchy people i like her humor with it and it's lighthearted but with i've seen the other side of it where it's like come on man like you making yeah. it real deep for no reason so that's my that's my two cents. I'm gonna agree with Ayana on this one. So for me, it, it is annoying just to be completely. <laughs> and I'm glad Lauren went the comedic route because my timeline and what I see is more of the condemning route. And it's like, shut up! Like if you don't want to, if you're not associating with hot girl summer and that's not your thing, then just go find your mm-hmm. thing. You know. Yep. And I think it plays into the whole like like the churchy conversation and the stereotype because it's like as christians like we don't you you don't have to like conform and i know it's not conforming but in a way it's almost like i want to be in but i i want to be saved in like i want to let y'all know that i I, i'm with it and i get Mm -hmm. it what's happening right now but i'm gonna do it my way which is also cool but like you can also just do your own thing so i mean for me as long as it's not in the condemning route and that's what i've seen that's probably what is warped my mindset uh Because even when we talked about it, I was like, why do we do that? Like, why do we always have to, like, you know, put God or, like, do a Christian stamp? Like, I got my Christian t-shirt. Like, yeah, yeah, I know it's cool, but I'm a Christian. Okay, you're a Christian. Like, you know, that's my take. I think, I think to what you're saying, it could be the algorithm's fault. (laughs) (laughs) What? Because I'm getting all the community churchy stuff, and you're... (laughs) You're getting we, all we the, like, the deep stuff. Serious church yeah, stuff. Like, God, mute, 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 please. Yeah. Ooh. I can I can understand that. Like maybe it's just the way that I guess Instagram is kind of targeting what's being put before us, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's I feel like I'm in a weird space where there are some days where I want to be like super dumb, deep, soaking music. Give me all of like the churchy energy and then there's like other days when it's like i want to have a hot girl summer and i want to just be you know not 
I don't want to say normal because that sounds weird, but it's like, I don't want to be deep today. Like, I want to be lighthearted to Lauren's point. And sometimes I wonder, like, is that wrong? Like, does that make me lukewarm in a way? Yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 That's my algorithm right there. That's my Wait, algorithm. I'm trying to understand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm trying, to, trying to be vulnerable with you. No, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Like, so because like, I mean, like I have some days where I want, it's like some days I'm like deep. I'm going to, I'm going to admit that. There are, are you saying days. online or are, are you deep? saying just period? Period. Like there are some days where it's like. I am saturated in like studying out a specific thing or, you know, really in tune with like searching out, you know, a specific word or confirmations or whatever. And I will say like on those days when certain things pop up to you and Denise's point in my algorithm or on my timeline, it's very much like, yes, sis, I can identify with you. Da, 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 da. But then there are other days. Where it's kind of like, eh, y'all being, it's, it's a bit too much. That's a bit too extra. Like there are other days where it's like, I want to be on a page where I'm just kicking or watch animal videos. Like I don't want to hear nothing about, you know, theology and, and going deep in all of those things. And I was having like an internal conversation with myself about like, is there something wrong with it? Like, is it wrong to be in a space where, I'm not super dumb deep all the time. Like there are moments where it's like, I just want to be, I don't want to say normal. Cause I feel like that sounds so bad, but first no. I'll say this. I don't think it's being deep to wanting to be in a space of studying and just mm -hmm. being in God's cause we're always in God's presence, but right. actually like intentionally studying and and going through the scriptures and all of that, I don't view that as deep. My interpretation of deep is when you condemning, you convict everybody Got else, you. You, okay. you just doing the most. So, so being I, deep doesn't mean like, and I guess the, the word that I'm thinking is like being closed off to worldly stuff for that moment or, or, or space and time, but being deep more so means acting like you are above somebody else in your that's how i interpret word. deep that's that's how i look at it yeah as you were talking Charday, i heard balance <laughs> yeah i just don't think that <laughs> nobody in life is always switches on i am filled with the oh, come here now i'm about to lay hands on you like that's just too much but i think what what you're saying is like i have a balanced life there is times where i am definitely eager to be in God's presence. But then there is times where I am embracing the human factor yeah. within me. Where I just I'm just, enjoy life. Yeah, I'm just I think, living life. Yes. You are, what you're doing is honey is your balance. Yeah. <laughs> and we're okay. talking ain't about wrong with that. not balanced. Come on, somebody. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> ain't, ain't that wrong with everything. that. Okay. Yeah. It's the not balance is the problem. Yeah. The balance <laughs> is great. Yeah. What were you about to say to me, sir? No, I think it is, because when you're not balanced, I think that's what plays into like the self-righteous, holier than thou, like, oh my God, look at those people, you know, what are they doing? Uh, that's not holy. That's not godly. That's when you kind of fall into those little nooks and crannies, right? And you can easily see, in my opinion, I can easily see when someone is in that space, right? If you, Ayana mentioned this and she broke it down really great on a, a previous episode like i can easily tell when someone is free 
in their, and I don't want to say Christianity, in their relationship with Christ, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm, I can eat mm-hmm. when someone is free and they're free to be themselves. And that looks like them having balance. That looks like them being like, you know what? I might start with Yolanda and end with Jeezy, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Okay. Like there's, there's different things. And whenever those people are holding themselves to a standard, right? And they don't have that balance. I can easily see where that condemning factor comes in. So, I mean, I, I, I need balance in my life. So yeah. I agree That's how my days go. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like when you were talking to me, say it reminded me of like just this space when you're a Christian of needing to be able to be free and be true to yourself. And it goes back to, I feel like we talked about this too, like how when you're Christian, there are a lot of Christians who are trying to save people who are already saved. And we are called to save people who are not saved. And I think sometimes when you're in that condemning and judging space, it doesn't lend you to being able to really adequately connect with people who need Christ, who literally have no clue about him. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think, and I, and I, I want to, I'm saying I, I want I'm just gonna say how I feel because <laughs> oh, like, no. I don't want to say it to like you know you know don't make feel anyone feel it. any kind of way but I've realized that and I'm only speaking from personal experience that anytime you begin to judge someone or hold someone to a standard um, what you're doing is you're you're speaking a lot about yourself you're mm-hmm. speaking about the things that you're judging yourself on more so than what you're judging your peers on. Um, I say that, and the reason I mentioned that, just like just a brief little story is that when I first really got serious about God, um, I went through a, a phase where I was, I had a Christian checklist and I was just like, are you abiding by it or not? And I think now that I reflect back on it, I realized that that checklist was not for my peers. It was for me. Like I was condemning myself in what I was doing because to me, it wasn't something that I deemed to be Christian um, or I hadn't yet investigated or found my, my complete liberation in my faith. And I think once I got to that place where I was solid, in my relationship with God and I was solid in how he speaks to me and how he moves through me. I was able to allow other people to be just as free as who they, as they were called to be in the faith as well. And so I say all that to say that sometimes when you're trying to monitor others, check that because it might just be a reflection of you trying to monitor yourself, but you don't really know how to process that just yet. You know? Yeah. I was going to say that's so good, Lauren. I feel like it reminds me of, um, <laughs> kind of summing up and getting a revelation about the story with Sierra from the episode called The Purge. And I was doing a podcast interview and it was like this revelation about like my issue in that season of my life was that I was not mature enough in Christ to really hang out with people who were doing things that I knew I shouldn't be doing because I had a relationship with God. And even though they had a relationship with God. They weren't in a space or in a season where their relationship with God meant not doing certain things. So they were still smoking and they were still drinking and they were still doing whatever it is that they wanted to do. And instead of me saying like, hey, I'm not mature enough to hang out with y'all and not partake in what y'all are doing. I said, y'all ain't saved. Y'all don't really know God. I can't be anywhere where Jesus is not. And it was like, this is. God is going wherever you're going. <laughs> He said, what? 
I was saying, yeah, that's that deep, that deep end that we were talking about. <laughs> yes. Right. Thank you for clarifying that. But yes, that was the deep end. And to Lauren's point, I think a lot of times us as Christians, instead of, like you said, looking at ourselves and saying, hey, if I'm judging this person or telling this person, oh, I can't be around you because you're doing X, Y, and Z and da 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 it says a lot more about you than it does about that person because there are certain spaces i know lauren you talked about this on a previous podcast like you went to the club and you know you saw this girl you had your nice glass of water all of, those, <laughs> all of those things but it's like there you can put me anywhere at this point in my life and in my relationship with god and i'm not gonna fold on what i've committed to mm-hmm. in my relationship with god mm-hmm. because that's where i'm at yeah but eight nine years ago absolutely not i it didn't <laughs> yeah it's like jesus who who's jesus <laughs> who he said who's point like i feel like i'm i'm really honoring the space that i'm in right now because i feel like god can put me anywhere and nine times out of ten somebody's going to be drawn to me i don't have to go seek out a conversation i don't have to go try to save you i don't have to go try to you know mm-hmm. you, made, you made jesus christ lord you know what i mean i don't have oh, to know of conversations because the space that I am and the freedom that I have it just is like a light and it draws people in Mm -hmm. but what I had to learn about that initially is I went through the same thing you know with the whole um I don't think I condemn people but I think I tried to make people feel convicted and one that's not my place Right. So I, I maybe I try to like in my head instead of saying, oh, my God, that's so bad. I would word it like, do you really think that that's what you should, you know what I mean, should be doing? So it's, it's like a manipulation. <laughs> Hit me up. You know, you had to get me together. One, he doesn't need me to convict people. Right. And then two, I got a better response when I learned how to encourage people in the faith and with scripture versus condemning them and beating them over the head. Mm-hmm. So. It yeah. took me a while to get there too, but I did, Lord. I was going to ask, what do you think that looks like? Because as you were talking, one of the things that came up for me is this space in like Christian sisterhood where there's like a, a call to tell your sister that, you know, she's in the wrong or tell your sister that that relationship ain't right for her. You know, all of those things. What would you say is like, that line like toning the line on not judging somebody but then also trying to hold like your friends or fellow um christian sisters accountable and i'm thinking like even for those who are listening or watching right now just what that looks like because you know in the word there is a space where where you know you don't want people to perish because they don't know or because they haven't you know encountered jesus christ but what does that line look like between condemning and judging versus like holding someone accountable and helping them to understand that you know Satan ain't on your plan <laughs> right so for me oh go ahead Lauren you can go no 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 uh, you can go Denise I'll be brief so for me it honestly started with going back to the freedom conversation me being confident in who God created me to be because then when I had those conversations mm-hmm. um it made it easier for them to be receptive because they're looking at me and they're like okay you live in the way that you say you're living right yeah. so they know that it's not coming from a convicted space so it's easier for them to receive what I have to say and then two when I bring it down to a human level and instead of I, I hate making it sound like this, but this is what it is. Instead of leaving, leading with Jesus first, I led with, you know, I care about you. And because I care about you, this is what the word has to say. Because, and because I care about you, I know he cares about you. So it right. made it more 
relatable to people who aren't in the word every day to understand his love for them and what that looks like. I live with how much I cared and how much I don't want to see you down this road. And because I don't want to see you down this road and I've been down this road, let mm-hmm. me introduce you to the, tell you about the person that helped me get up out of it. You yeah. know, it's just a little different. What are you going to say, Lauren? I was going to add to what you were saying by saying to me, it looks like truth and authenticity. Um, I think kind of to what you're saying, Denisa, the truth of the matter is if you call yourself sisters, right, or you're saying we've developed a sisterhood, that had to take a process, a journey or or something for y'all to even get to that point. So I think always kind of rely or relate to that place first before any other place, because I think that's the authentic reason behind your union anyway, right, is that you all have developed some type of connection, some type of relationship. And I think, and I tell my Mm -hmm. friends this all the time. I say, you know, if I get it wrong, I'm sorry. But I say, I'm sorry because I'm looking at you like a sister. And sometimes in sisterhoods, we don't get it right. But at least I can be authentic and honest in my in, in my friendship or my sisterhood with you to say, hey, I'm telling you how I feel from the bottom of my heart. But if it's not coming across, you know, how it should, I am so sorry tell me, you know, just as much as I'm being honest with you, you be honest with me too. And I think it's giving your friends or giving your sister, your sisterhood, that permission to be authentic and honest, not only from the person who is trying to give advice, but even the person who is supposed to be receiving advice. If you can't receive it, just be like, sis, you know, I can't receive that right now, (laughs) you know? And I think that's both of y'all being completely honest with each other. I think the issue comes in sometimes if someone says something and you don't necessarily like it, instead of telling them, I ain't like what you just said, you take it in and you may tell someone else, I didn't like what she said. It gets back to her. Now it's a whole situation. But if you could have just at that moment been just as honest with her as she was honest with you, Mm -hmm. then, you know, y'all would have been, y'all could have nipped it in the bud, you know? (laughs) So I think really for me, it just takes that truth and that authenticity, you know, amongst each other. There was one thing I was going to add, though, that I don't want to, like, take away from the fact of because we're, we're very much seeing how a Christian kind of, like, imposes their views on individuals who are kind of still going through their process. But I have realized that sometimes in your walk with God and the level of anointing that God has, and this may sound a little deep, but with the level of anointing and the level of calling that God has on your life, sometimes in certain spaces, it will make people feel uncomfortable. But you got to be okay with that too. Yeah, You know, I feel like sometimes it's not all on the Christian that no. is making them feel some type of way. I mean, no. I just wanted to point that out because I no. feel like sometimes us as Christians, we feel like, man, did I do something? And it's like, nah, sis, you actually did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just I, the fact that you have, you have such a strong anointing or you have such a strong calling that maybe this space no longer serves you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of need to make your move. Mm-hmm. So I've, um, I, I can definitely agree, especially with that, because I've had, a plethora of situations where people I'm sitting there thinking that I did something and I didn't do anything. And it's just come to find out they may feel convicted by just my presence. And I'm like, I, I remember just blatantly saying one time in a conversation, I was like, I really don't care what you do. Um, And not meaning like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about your life, but meaning 
I'm not sitting here and judging you like in because I feel like some people think that when like a Christian is in their presence or somebody just, you know, whatever. Right. They think that, oh, she's sitting there and she's thinking about what I did, what I'm doing. Like I have a perfect example. I think I used said this on a podcast before. I've been to dinners and people might be drinking something and I don't drink. And um so, or especially I don't drink in public because I just don't want to. <laughs> um, and they sit there and think that, oh, well, she don't have a glass of wine or anything or a shot. So she's sitting there judging me or like I've had people be like, y'all don't want nothing. You sure? Like, why not? And like kind of, and you know, criticizing mm-hmm. you, like making you feel some type of way. And then, well, I'm going to have my little drink. So y'all better not say nothing. And I was like. I'm not I'm not a snitch I I, like but even like even so like I don't even care to snitch right (laughs) like I'm good you first of all you you good like you good you do you but it's I think I I definitely agree that it's a I've had to get I guess comfortable in my own skin when it comes to that um, and just kind of brush it off my shoulder when people have those assumptions about me and just be like, whatever, because I've gotten it so much. And I used to honestly, it used to bother me because I'm like, OK, what am I am I um, putting off a certain way or something to make you feel uncomfortable? But I'm like, no, I'm literally just sitting here like yeah. I'm just I'm just a part of the conversation. I'm a part of the dinner. I'm chilling. I'm literally you sitting there thinking I'm thinking about you and I'm thinking about what I need to do tomorrow or that I'm sleepy because it's nine o'clock and I get sleepy around that time. So, yeah, yeah, it's just it's unfortunate. And I've just learned to just get used to it with my life. Like, well, you know, that's praise the Lord. (laughs) So I think to that point, the. I don't know. I feel like in certain situations, like if people feel like, oh, I'm convicting or judging or whatever, it's kind of like, yeah, no, I'm not really paying attention. And that's that's in any type of space, mm-hmm. which is which is a horrible thing. I just don't be paying attention. <laughs> so, no, I understand. <laughs> yeah, we get I'm it. working on that, <laughs> working on that in, in, in real life. But I when Ayana was talking, one of the things that reminded me of and even you, Lauren, because you brought up, you know, not being in a space where you're holding accountable or convicting people who are close to you who know God, but like even in the space of like people who are non-believers. And it reminded me of this space where sometimes I know for me, and I think I think I may share this with a couple of y'all for sure, is when God like instructs me to say something to somebody, more than likely somebody that I don't know. I feel like there's always like two different types of like words or whatever that God would like compel me to say. And the first would be like a confirming word. So like a person who knows God, a person who believes in God and all of those things. And there's usually a peace in those situations because it's like that person more than likely is has been waiting for whatever it is that you're going to say. So in those types of situations, it's a person who's been like asking God a question or, or saying like, God, do you want me to do this? Or God, do you want me to do that? And I may have no clue what you and God have been talking about, but if God is moving me to say, Hey, like, I think a perfect example is I had a friend who literally was in the middle of prayer and God was like, send this person this text. And I was like, mm, this is real random. But okay, sure. We'll do. And it may have been like, um, 
five words, literally sent it. And they called me immediately and was like, oh my God, I was praying that God was da, 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 da. So there's that. The other thing is, I feel like there are words that are convicting words, like words for people who don't know or have a relationship with God just yet. And there is a level of uncomfortability because it's like, mm, is this person going to receive this or not? But, you know, and God is kind of telling you to tell someone else like, hey, God told me to tell you he loves you, uh, that he has better for you, that this, that, and the third. And I feel like for me, the differentiating, I don't, is that a word, Lauren? That is. Okay. Differentiating. Because the way my grammar is set up. Um, now, why she singled me out to see if that was a word? <laughs> I, I was over here the best blessed as two syllables. <laughs> you right. I should have asked Ayana. I should have asked Ayana. <laughs> but um, I guess the differentiating factor for me in a space, even of like conviction, is even if I'm not leading with like a, I care about you, it's always leading with God cares about you. Like whatever comes after that, it's not an attack or a judgment. It is a God reminding you, like, I care about you and I care what happens to you. So I guess if there's anybody out there, anybody who's listening or whatever, like, and you're in a space of like, I don't want to judge somebody. I don't want somebody to feel like I'm being super deep or churchy or whatever and imposing my thoughts and ideas on them, especially if they're not in church, that when you lead with like love, which Denise has said to um, leading with like, God loves you. And because he loves you, he wants better for you. And, you know, this situation or this thing that you're dealing with, you know, is something that God doesn't want you in because he loves you. Not because you're a horrible person if you do it. Not because, you know, the words say this and that and the third, because everything goes back to, you know, the word of God even says it like if you have love, if you don't have love, then you literally have nothing. Like it is all meaningless if it's not coming from that space. So I think, you know, leading with that, not leading with, oh, you're going to hell if you keep doing such and such. And I think sometimes from a churchy perspective, that's what we can do. I'm I think to kind of add to what you, you're saying, I've realized that like in instances when I began to speak like the promises of God towards someone without necessarily telling them like, this is biblical promises that God has actually promised to you. But like, I tell people like, if they're going through something, I'm like, girl, you're a conqueror. Like you can conquer this. Like you were born to win. Like I just started speaking that. And then eventually I'd be like, girl, cause I'm a believer and I believe that God's it. And I, when I introduce God, like in that way, yeah. I realized the they receive it so well because it's almost like I plant the seed, remind them of who they are, whether right. they realize that that's biblical or not. And then from there, I introduce to them, hey, I'm saying these things right. because I have a relationship with God. And this is actually what God has said about you. So what yeah. I'm doing is actually introducing you to the person that just told <laughs> me about what he said about you. So yep, like yeah. all of that, a lot of times really works. You, I mean, I hate to say like it's strategy, <laughs> but I realize it, it does. I think it does take a little bit I, of strategy. strategy. But I feel like it's almost like you can be churchy or you can churchify a situation in one or two ways. You can churchify something on, you know, law and fear-based, like mm-hmm. condemnation, judgment. These are the rules. You broke the rules. Or you can do it. Grace, New Testament, God loves you. This is what he said he's going to do for you. You don't need to be out here doing this. There's mm-hmm. so much more for you over here type mm-hmm. of a vibe. So, yeah, I love that, Lauren. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, though, the fire and brimstone works. Yeah. 
There were some pastors that preached fire and brimstone and got a bunch of people saved. Yeah, and then and, and I got saved Sunday for two years because exactly of that's all right. Every that's Sunday, right. repented every time I was in church. Okay. Uh, that ain't the life. But at least you had to go to church every Sunday so that you could get saved. Whatever that works, the, it that works. ain't the life. What's wrong with you? <laughs> that ain't the Whatever life. Whatever works, works. Oh my that gosh, ain't it. Lord. <laughs> That ain't it. Child. Well, I really enjoyed this episode. Like, I feel like from a churchy standpoint, or ch- I didn't call the episode churchy, which which is not called. It's called churchify, right? Churchify. Yeah, I think so. so. I think it's called churchy. Whatever it's gonna be when it, y'all right. see this. When it <laughs> drops. Right? Listen, title to be determined. <laughs> what we saying is. Listen, don't be so deep that you are causing other people not even to consider salvation because you're judging them. Exactly. I don't know how we started off with High Girl Summer and ended here, but I like it. I do too. I mean, because it, it makes sense. It tied in with the Holy Spirit. He was flowing. So, hey. Amen. Either way, I'm going to have a hot girl summer. I'm in Florida. It's hot. <laughs> you Georgia, hot girl. Georgia high too now. Child right. 98 <laughs> tomorrow. Not Today was Today was it's hot and humid. It's okay. not even it's not even summer yet. It's not even summer yet. I'm scared. Just hot. Just hot. But yeah. So. Just hot. I need an ice pack summer. Come on, somebody. <laughs> this is time to wrap air conditioned summer. <laughs> wrap it up. It's time to fangirl summer. Fangirl Holy summer. Water. That's right. Hot flash. Hot flash summer. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add before we take it all home? Just be yourself, man. Just yeah. be who God created you to be. And you ain't got to be that deep. It's okay, Lauren. Embrace but the still, journey, too. But still have a balance because Lauren go from churchy to city girl real quick, and I love yeah. it. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, have some balance. So Real bad. <laughs> real bad. <laughs> real bad. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> right. Is that fun? Real bad. Real bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord jesus y'all put it together <laughs> okay Lisa, did you have anything to add before we go no i'm not going to add anything <laughs> period period well period. we thank you guys for tuning in today we hope that there was something that was said that blessed you uh, we know we went on a bit of a rap chat, but it don't matter. It was led by the Holy Spirit. So it was. Prayerfully, you received. And it was. And it did. <laughs> um, and if you didn't, there's a whole bunch of more episodes. So go listen to another one, sis. There's about 100 of them in there. Um, but thank you for tuning in. If you're not following us on all our social media platforms, be sure to do so at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram and Facebook at Save Girl Secret. No ads on Twitter. We hope that you guys will subscribe to our podcast on all the podcast platforms and be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube as well at Cool Save Chicks TV. I believe I, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, we'll put it on. You're right. Thank you. She's right. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, anything else? Oh, if you want to talk about this more, feel free to send us a secret letter to savegirlsecrets at gmail.com. A secret letter is you can write us, get our advice, um, talk to us one-on-one, and we will share that 
with you and we won't share it on the podcast if you ask us to keep it a secret we love you guys good god bless you love and peace guys bye